Social Impact CX, the podcast that helps you drive mission and make a difference with customer experience. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for episode 37 of the Social Impact CX podcast. I'm John Corrigan, and I'll be your guide to how you can drive mission and achieve social impact with customer experience work. I always appreciate that you're taking the time to listen to Social Impact CX. Thanks so much. If you caught episodes 35 or 36 of Social Impact CX, then you'll know that I've been talking with an incredible expert in journey maps and customer experience work, and that expert would be Kerry Bodine. Episode 35 was part one of our three-part conversation about journey maps, and of course, the second part uh, is episode 36. And this episode 37 of Social Impact CX is the finale of our three-part conversation. So after covering key topics such as workshops and the all-important sticky note, uh, you'll hear in episode 37 that we are wrapping up on the truly significant subjects of both getting executive buy-in for your journey map work and then also making sure uh, your journey mapping efforts are relevant to your business or organization because ultimately that really is what can be most important. Before we get to part three of my conversation with Carrie, uh, my moment of gratitude for this episode is for an organization called Common. Common is both a creative accelerator as well as a community for entrepreneurs building socially responsible brands and companies. Common is based in Boulder, Colorado, and I'm really excited that uh, right now I'm onboarding into the Common community with JourneyMap, my social enterprise startup focused on cloud-based journey mapping tools. I'm really impressed with my experience so far with Common, and I'm very much looking forward to working together. Their community network includes more than 230 businesses and organizations that I think are mostly social enterprises as well. It's a fascinating network of people to join, and if you're interested in learning more, you should check them out at common.is. That's C-O-M-M-O-N dot I-S. So let's wrap up the discussion with Carrie about journey maps. Before moving on, I should also take a moment to say that I am so very grateful to Carrie for her time and willingness to share her expertise here at Social Impact CX. Carrie Bodine is a speaker and consultant and a recognized expert in creating journey maps to better understand customers or whomever it is that's most important to you and your organization. If you're not familiar with Carrie's book, Outside In, I can't encourage you enough to check it out. It's a great read for anyone interested in customer experience work or journey maps. You can keep up with Carrie's various goings-on at her website, carriebodine.com, and you can also follow her on Twitter, where her handle is at Carrie Bodine. So I hope you enjoy part three of my conversation with Carrie on the many various aspects of journey maps. To have truly a cross-functional collaborative workshop, you're going to end up getting approvals for people to come from different departments and different leaders. How, how do you get buy-in? How do you present this to leadership and executives that this is an important thing to do? You know, especially if it's new to the organization. Yeah, I, for me, the, uh, the, the main story is that this is going to help us better understand what our customers need, what they expect from our organization, so that we can prioritize our own resources, our own budgets, so that we are making the experience better for them and encouraging them 
to take the actions, make the decisions that are going to progress our organization's goals and, and mission. Yep. You can't you can't make decisions in absence of what your customers truly want and need. You know that that's not the road to success. It it really is. And getting, I think you need a champion. You need a sponsor who can help his or her colleagues at the executive level understand that this is going to give us a new view, a creative picture of how we can uh, transform or transition uh, what we're doing into a better experience for our customers, which there should be, uh, then there should be measurable results for, that come from that. And I think uh, you, you need to find, I, my advice to uh, anybody who's doing this work is you need to find that sponsor from a leadership position and the higher the better um, uh, on that. Someone who's really at the table and can get his or her executive colleagues to understand how important this is gonna be. Yeah, and you know, we talked a lot in the service design episode about the need to relate everything back to numbers, relating everything back to the mission, and that holds so true to this as well. It's not, let's do journey mapping because it'd be fun to get people in a room and work with a bunch of colored sticky notes. Right. It's, we are doing this so that we can prioritize, make better internal decisions, and advance the mission. Um, and specifically when you can, you can tie whatever the mission is to, again, the, the numbers. Um, you know, we want, you know, this much uh, in donations, or we want this many supporters, or, you know, we, what, whatever metrics are related to your mission um, or your organization's objectives that's what that's what you need to tie the rationale for journey mapping back to and there's some some great research from McKinsey uh, that, that's out there on the web if you if you just search for McKinsey and journeys and you know the value of journeys you'll, you'll find it out there that talks about how journeys are better predictors of business outcomes than individual touch points are. And so, you know, you've, you've just got to make that connection for your, your executives or, or whoever is going to green light the funding for you. Gotcha. Yep. I totally agree. I, and, and that, that, uh, some of the work done by McKinsey and others, there is great research out there that talks about how valuable this is. So. And, and really when you're, you're doing this journey mapping, you, you do of course look at, where the customer pain points are. That, that's the whole part of the visualization. You're looking at what, what parts of this journey are good and what parts of this journey are bad. But, but that's just one input. You have to marry that with, all right, what's going on internally in our organization? What are, what are our metrics for you know, these various parts of the journey as well? You might find that there's a part of the journey that's going really well, for customers it's it's one of the the high points uh, uh in the journey and, and on the journey map but you know maybe it's costing your organization a lot in order to um to make that happen and you know you might have some discussions there like all right well does it need to be such a delighter maybe maybe it is maybe it's a key part of of what you're offering but you know just because something is good or bad from the customer perspective doesn't necessarily mean 
it's good or bad from the organization's perspective. This is just one view. And so when you see what's good or bad for the customer, you have to align that with financial metrics, with operational metrics, with your mission metrics to say, okay, well, maybe this part's going well, but we, we still have attrition here, or maybe this part's going bad, but honestly, it's really not affecting our metrics in, in any way. And so, you know, you've, you've got to make sure that you're taking that, that dual view and really looking at that sweet spot where, you know, your customer pain points, your business or your organizational pain points come together. Could you just touch briefly then on when you consider these points, you, you get these touch points mapped throughout a journey then. Um, what's the difference between a touch point and a, and a moment of truth? Well, I, I describe a touch point as really any time that a customer comes together either with your organization or with some other organization or other person. So, you know, it could be, um, you know, them coming to your website or it could be, um, you know, them having a conversation with their school counselor or, you know, it, it really, it could be, could be anything. Um, uh, but, but it's a point where your, your key persona that you're mapping the journey for is, is coming together and, uh, and, and interacting with, again, either you or, or some other, some other entity, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, not all of those touch points are equally important. Um, some of them, uh, might be more important, uh, to your particular, uh, customer at that particular point in time than others. Uh, and so that the moments of truth are, are really the touch points or, or the interactions, um, that are most important. It, it could be, uh, something that's currently, uh, broken today, a pain point, or it could be a, a positive part of the current experience. Um, but essentially it's any touch point that has a greater propensity to change your customer's thoughts or change your customer's behaviors. You know, maybe, you know, they go to the website and they just can't find any information about that marathon that they want to run, or they just can't find the donate now button or, or you know, whatever it is, that might be a moment of truth. Um, you know, this is all um, information that you can only find out by talking with your customers and, and understanding from their point of uh, view how important these various touch points are and which ones truly made a difference in terms of influencing their behavior or, or influencing them to continue uh, along in the journey or, or maybe to you know, go somewhere else. What's, what's your thought on viewing something that's potentially a moment of truth, but you, it's maybe it's something that you really don't have influence over or you don't have the ability to um, uh, change from a budget perspective or a technology perspective or a process perspective and you know maybe for the foreseeable window you won't be able to change that is that still a moment of truth the moments of truth are all from your customers perspective it, it really you know from, from their their point of view they don't they don't know and they don't care whether or not you've got influence on it or or not you know it's just you know, when, when they, um, you know, end up volunteering in XYZ um, situation, you know, that was organized um, by your organization, you know, that might be the moment of truth for them, even if you're not there or, you know, you're, you're not immediately involved. That, 
it really doesn't matter. They're still associating that with your organization. And, and the other thing I have to say about this is you're going to get me on a soapbox here. Um, I think organizations and, and, and people within various pockets of organizations take a really short view of what they have influence over. Um, there are truly things that you as listeners, you know, you don't have control over. Um, you know, there are government policies and there's, you know, uh, rainstorms that, that come in and things like that. Okay, those things, uh, maybe we influence on the very, very, very long um, scale of things, a very large scale. Um, but, you know, when you are working, um, you know, with other parts of the organization, you might say like, oh, well, that's an IT thing. That's not something I have influence over because I'm not in IT. Well, guess what? You're all working towards the same goals. And so if you can make a compelling case up the, uh, you know, line to your executive team, you might actually be able to insert some, uh, you might actually be able to assert some influence there. Um, even if you're working with a different organization, uh, a partner organization on something, you have some level of influence over them or, you, or they wouldn't be working with you. And so I think that people need to take a much broader view of what they actually have influence over. Certain things, yeah, you, you don't own them and that's clear. But I, I would just challenge everyone who's listening to take a broader view of, of what they can influence. I do not disagree with you. I think from my experience, though, just sitting in a chair as part of a leadership team, this goes back to you have to realize the scope of what you're working on. Because if a moment of truth has uh, a direct implication on an existing cash cow product that has carried an organization or a department or a division or a legacy IT system that is the backbone of the organization, you are now, the moment of truth you're bringing forward, which is the right thing to do to bring it forward and try and influence it, you're now entering potentially a multi-year budgeting and resourcing conversation. Um, right. You're potentially, uh, you're now touching on a defined product roadmap that, that may have been established and signed off on by executives or a board. This is big stuff. It's, it's really big stuff. And so um, you always then have to understand the conversation may come back to you with, well, if we can't do this right now, what do we do? And I think that's, you know, the job's not done once you have this beautiful picture of the journey. Um, <laughs> right. It's just starting. And, and, you know, your insights that you've learned along the way combined with hopefully collaborative ideas of what we could do if we can't tackle the biggest problem today. I mean, that, that's the value of customer experience work, I think. So. Well, I, I totally agree. And I, and I do think there is value in saying, okay, what's the low hanging fruit? What can we actually influence today? Um, what, are, what are the kind of medium sized projects? But one thing that honestly really frustrates me about the customer experience profession in general is how small the, the, the discipline in general is thinking. I think customer experience has the ability to influence organizational strategy at the highest level. Because if an organization isn't acting in the interests of its customers, 
um, then, then it's taking a short-sighted view of where it's going. And, and yes, it has to be a combination of the interest of its customers and the interest of the organization. Um, but, but I think there's a huge opportunity for people with a strong customer experience lens to really take a seat at uh, the top level uh, of the organization. And I, I'd encourage anyone who's listening to, to really think about that and, and really take off the, the limits that may have been imposed upon you um, by, by previous people in this role or, or whatever you see out there in the, the industry right now. I agree. And you know what, for anyone listening, if you're, if you're new at customer experience work, if you're just getting into it, if you're considering getting into it, all those organizations that are leading their markets and the case studies are written about them and it's how they're duking it out with their competitors, they've taken this broad view, the, the broad view that uh, Carrie just described. And uh, that may be aspirational. And for wherever you are today, but that's fine. I mean, I, I think that's just fine. Um, uh, this work is really significant and can alter, should alter the, um, uh, the course of your organization based upon the customer. And so uh, this is great stuff. So, um, all right, that was a good soapbox. We actually, we, we both ended up on that. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, so, you know, we were talking about customer experience as a broader field and journey mapping is, is one element of a customer experience program. Where does this fit as compared to voice of customer or other elements of, of, of a customer experience program? Well, I am a staunch believer that the journey needs to be the center of all customer experience efforts. So if you're, if you've got a, a voice of the customer program, you know, you're doing surveys or social media listening or, you know, any other kind of ongoing um, uh, efforts to, to bring customer insights in, they should be aligned around the journey. And, and you know, this is largely uh, based on, on my own experience. And again, the, the research that I have seen out there that is, is, showing um, that that the journey truly is such a, a meaningful uh, unit for us to be measuring and, and focusing on. So whether you're thinking about, uh, you know, your, your customer experience measurement program and the metrics that you're looking at, that should be aligned around the journey. You should be looking at various touch points, uh, you know, how, how well they're performing within the context of journeys. Honestly, it doesn't matter how well your mobile app does or, you know, how quickly people are answering the phone or, you know, whatever it is, unless you're understanding how all of that fits into how well you're helping your customers accomplish their goals. Yep. And um, so, so anything, even, even building a customer-centric culture, um, you know, a governance programs, those should all be focused around an understanding of the customer journey. So there's a, a great case study. Uh, I was talking to a, a major U.S. telecom recently uh, where they took a journey-centric approach to their customer experience governance. So um, the problem that they found was that they had uncovered 1,500 different ways uh, that they were contacting their customers. And you can imagine that this was um, just a, a mess to, uh, you know, handle and, and manage internally. Um, and also it was really confusing and overwhelming for their customers just to be receiving so many different types of communications, 
um, seemingly at, at disjointed times. Obviously, they had reasons for sending everything out, um, but but this was really just a, a, a bad experience all, all around for both the organization and, and customers. And so what they did is they required 20 different departments that were sending out uh, customer communications. And, and this was, every, this was you know, text messages and email and snail mail, all, all kinds of different things. Um, and they required these different departments to plot the communications that they wanted to send out against key journeys and, and also think about how some of those journeys overlapped. Um, so you know, one customer might be on multiple journeys at the same time. Um, and what they were able to do was actually personalize the communications for each user based on, on their, their journeys. And they saw a 3% drop in, in customer churn in just six months. And so, you know, it's, it's not the most sexy of, of stories, but it's, a, it's an example that I think is really powerful because it's putting the journey at the center of decision making. And, and this is this whole idea of journey management, I think is really the, the, next, um, the next horizon that, that we're all leading to. Because as you said, you know, this doesn't finish when you've got a, a, pretty, a pretty journey map in front of you. That is just the beginning. And honestly, all of your efforts are wasted if you don't actually do something with that. Now, uh, I will say, you, if, you're, if you're involving people from across, uh, across your organization, as John and I have been talking about, that effort will not be wasted. That, that, those seeds of cultural change will, will be beneficial. But you've got to actually do something with your understanding of the customer journey. And, and I think this example is a, a great one for that. Yep. So... So what we've been talking about is really producing current state journeys so that hopefully you yeah. have insights into what you might want to do in the future. Could you talk for just a moment here about future state journeys and journey management as you just, um, uh, as you just brought up? Yeah, so, uh, so I'm actually researching the role of journey managers. This is a, a new role um, in organizations. There's, there's not a whole lot of these people that exist out in the world, but their role is uh, very similar to what you probably know of within your own organization as a product manager. But whereas a product manager is responsible for you know, overseeing, creating a, a future vision for uh, a particular product or product line, the journey manager is responsible for defining, well, understanding the current state, and then defining what that future of that particular journey, or maybe a set of journeys that they're looking at, what that should be, again, in order to advance the objectives or the mission of the organization. And so for, for, current state journeys, you're listening to your customer's stories, you're, you're plotting them and, and documenting what happens today. Um, for the future state, you can certainly involve your customers in that. I would certainly involve your, um, uh, your colleagues, cross-functional colleagues in that. Um, you know, it's, it's a bit more of a design exercise, and I think this is where the, the service design episode um, uh, that, that, yeah, that we've already done, I, I think is, is a great um, resource for thinking about how to document um, something that, that doesn't exist yet. 
Um, but you can look at analogous journeys um, uh, from other organizations uh, to see how they do things. I, I was working um, with a, a fast food company once that was thinking about deploying food delivery. And they were like, well, how, how do we figure out what this should look like? Because we don't offer food delivery today. And I was like, yeah, but Domino's has been doing food delivery since what, the 1980s? Right. Um, and there's Uber Eats and DoorDash and you know, all, all of those um, and tons of other delivery um, uh, you know, services. And, and so you can look at things that are analogous um, to what you're trying to create um, and, and, you know, the one thing that you have to just be careful of when you're doing a future state journey, especially when you're, you're asking your customers what they want, is that you've really got to dig into why they want a particular thing or what need um, that is solving for them. Because they might say like, oh, you know, I, I want, um, you know, uh, uh, to push a button and then have, you know, ice cream delivered at my door immediately. And it's like, okay, well, we're not going to be able to do that, but tell me more about what that, what need that's solving for you. You know, we, we want an online community. We want, um, you know, wh whatever it is. Okay. Why, why do you want that thing? And by understanding their needs, developing empathy for them, you and your colleagues then can figure out not only something that's going to meet their needs, but what you're, you're truly going to be able to uh, deliver on an ongoing basis. Because the last thing you want to do is design some future journey that is just completely unrealistic for your organization to either create or, or to manage and deliver on an ongoing basis. Or, or that might not be tied to needs and the empathy that you've gained for yeah, exactly. exactly. Or or tied to your mission, right? And and this is where uh, you know I I often say that you know if you met a hundred percent of all of your customers' needs a hundred percent of the time, you'd be out of business immediately. And so you've got to you've got to take what your customers say um, seriously, but you've got to also think about, you know, how, how is this going to impact our organization and how is it going to advance what we're trying to do? Yeah. I've done a lot of product marketing, product requirements work in the software business. And this is the classic scenario of, uh, you do want to listen to the customer and understand needs and gain empathy for them, but also you want to be able to bring that back into a relevant construct with your organization and what you can do with that and you can't expect people your customers to articulate things that might not exist that you could potentially do and you know um, uh, that, that's part of the magic and, and so once again the, the, the work's not done once you have the pretty picture the, the ability to interpret that and come up with ways that could be new or different or innovative that people haven't thought of yet but that you can see between understanding your customer and understanding what capabilities you might have today or in the future, um, that's where the real magic is. So, And that's where the concept of the ecosystem comes back in as well, because, you know, yeah, we might want to deliver this certain journey, but what new roles do we need? Does our, does our, is our current organization even, uh, you know, aligned? Do we have the right people in place to be able to do this? Yeah. Um, do we need to hire more people? Do we need to invest in new technology? Do we need to change the way we are, um, you know, doing a certain process? And so you, you've got to think about that and design all of that underlying infrastructure to support the journey. And, and so that's really important. But, but also when you're thinking about designing the future journey, 
don't just think about like, oh, we're going to design the website here, or we're going to, you know, change the way we're having this conversation. You really need to map it all out again, within the context of the journey, within the context of what your customers are trying to do. Because when you change one thing, it's going to change things down the line. And yep. so you don't want to make one change without really thinking that through. Back to the ecosystem. So exactly. All right. Well, I think we're wrapping up, but I do have one thing I, I would like you to leave people with on, on how you would advise or interpret or, or think through this. So most journeys produce good thoughts, good insights, positive things, and or then negative things or insights or, or the bad, if you will. What's kind of your rule of thumb about how people should interpret or think about good things that they learn or hear about from a journey map and then also how do you interpret or think about the bad that you learn about so yeah this this definitely is one of the most common questions um and again i i think it's just really important that if you're listening to this creating the journey maps understanding things from the customer point of view is so important because it is just not a view that organizations have any other way but you have to marry your journey maps you have to take the highs and lows of what you find the the current delighters the current pain points and you've got to put them into the context of what's happening in your business uh, what's happening at an operational level what's happening at a financial level, what's happening with employee uh, engagement, what's happening with moving your organization towards its mission. Um, and so, so journey maps can't be used in a vacuum. Um, they've really got to be used within the, the greater context of your organization. Yeah, Th thank you for recapping that. I think that's, it, it's complex work. And uh, I think especially if someone is embarking upon the journey of journey maps, I think keeping that bigger picture in mind is, is really important. So, all right. Absolutely. Well, have we missed anything? Are there any? Um... Wow. <laughs> We've covered a lot. I mean, honestly, I could talk for days and days and days sure. about journey mapping. Um, but, but yeah, I think we've done a lot. I, I think we have covered a lot. Um, uh, I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your time and joining us here at Social Impact CX and all of the insights that you've shared. Um, at one point in time in the conversation a little while back, you mentioned someone taking the, out, the, the, uh, the inside out um, view. And actually, I would encourage everyone, again, if you're new to customer experience work, or even if you've been at this for a while, Outside In, the book that uh, Carrie was author of a few years ago, really is a great way to set your, your mind and the mindset of the organization for the, the work that lies ahead, which I think is just really exciting and important work. All right, well, Carrie, well, thank you so much for your time and your insights. Um, I hope everybody listens in to the service design uh, episodes as well, too. They were fantastic. Um, so if people are looking for you online, where, where can they find you? They can find me at my website. Um, I've got a lot of uh, blog posts there on journey mapping and on service design. Uh, it's carrybodine.com. I'm, I'm not too hard to find there. Uh, it's K-E-R-R-Y-B-O-D-I-N-E. And I'm also on Twitter at Carrie Bodine. That is great. 
Well, thank you again. And uh, I look forward to crossing paths again on the, on the journey to journey mapping. Happy mapping, everyone. All right. Thanks, Carrie. Bye. Bye-bye. This has been Social Impact CX Podcast Episode 37, the last of three segments in my ongoing journey map conversation with customer experience expert, Carrie Bodine. I need to, again, express my sincere thanks to Carrie for taking the time to talk with me and sharing her wisdom and insights and know-how. If you found our conversation about all things journey maps interesting, you might want to follow Carrie online at carriebodine.com, and her Twitter handle is also at carriebodine. Do you have questions or thoughts about journey maps after listening to any parts of episodes 35, 36, or 37 of Social Impact CX with Carrie? As always, you can ask a question or make a comment here at Social Impact CX a couple different ways. First, you can send an email to comment at socialimpactcx.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-T at socialimpactcx.com. You can also find us on Twitter and post a question there. Our Twitter handle is at socialimpactcx. Uh, Please follow us on Twitter to stay up to date with new podcasts and other related content. You can also follow me on Twitter. Uh, My handle is at John F. Corrigan. Uh, We've expanded where you can find Social Impact CX, so hopefully you're listening wherever it is that you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Um, Feel free to post a question in the comments uh, wherever you're listening, and we'll do our best to keep up with your responses there as well, too. This is John Corrigan reminding you that, especially in social impact work, it's important to understand that your mission is really all about someone else's journey. And the more you know about someone's journey, the more you can help. Thanks for listening to Social Impact CX.